Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience Podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and today I'm talking about three things I wish every scoliosis patient knew. I just want to do a little catch up before we dig into today's topic. Um, If you're listening to this, it is after Christmas and almost New Year, but I'm recording this after Thanksgiving. We just wrapped up a long weekend in Pennsylvania, went up to see my family, and my little brother announced that he and his wife are expecting their first child, so I'm going to be an aunt, and I'm really excited about that. Um, It's I'm already an aunt with, you know, my husband's side of the family, but it definitely is a little bit different when it's your sibling, especially your 11-year younger sibling. So just really excited for him and his wife and, um, you know, what is to come for them. And um, also wanted to update just a little bit on my recovery from my tongue tie still having to stretch three times a day. Um, I was able to bump that down from five times a day. I was doing that initially. And um, my main focus right now is trying to strengthen the back of my tongue. So my tongue tie was a little bit more of a posterior tongue tie. And uh, that means it was really hard for me to get the back of my tongue up to the roof of my mouth because it was bound down to the the floor of my mouth. So for 38 years, I have not had that ability or the mobility to bring it up to the roof of the mouth. So that means that I also don't have the strength to get it there and and keep it there. So that's my main focus um, for these next few weeks. I'm finding that it's a lot easier for me to get my tongue fully sealed to the roof of my mouth, and I'm able to keep my tongue at the roof of my mouth when I'm sleeping. My my lips don't close quite yet, um, so I may have to have a little bit of assistance from mouth tape uh, to do that. So like I said in the last episode, I will be dedicating an entire episode to my tongue tie journey, and I'll be doing a, f- a follow-up interview with Dr. Lara, Lara, who inspired me to go down this this route, and um, she too has had a release done. So we'll talk about our experiences in another episode. But today I want to focus on some some things that I wish that every scoliosis patient knew. And I wish that I had known this growing up. I think it's important to learn this at any time. So it's better later than never (laughs) to hear these things. The, uh, The first thing that I wish that every scoliosis patient knows or knew um, is that 
your body is capable of anything. A lot of times when you go to see a doctor and you're told that you have scoliosis, it begins a series of rules. Uh, you get this list of rules from someone um, <clears throat> where they may not have a complete understanding of what scoliosis is and, and what you're capable of. A lot of times I hear things like, oh, my doctor told me that I can never lift weights heavier than 10 pounds. I can never deadlift. I can never squat. Um, and then when you get more into some of the scoliosis specific world and realm of things, I hear more, well, I was told I can never rotate or I can't twist or I can't bend forward and pick something up off the floor. And some of those rules that we learn with scoliosis specific exercise, they are meant to help people who are concerned about their curve progressing, are concerned about their pain levels, they're having high levels of pain. Um, and also they, um, they're meant to be guidelines as in that those movements should not be the main feature of your exercise regimen. So end range of motion is okay on occasion. Um, rotation is fine mid range all throughout the day. You have to rotate to look behind you to check your blind spot pull out of the parking spot. Um, you know, all sorts of things involve those movements in order for day-to-day -day survival and activity. It just shouldn't be the main feature of your movement, especially if you are concerned about your curve progressing, especially if you're concerned about your pain levels. So, um, I, I like to use athletes with scoliosis as an example as to why your body is capable of um, anything with scoliosis. So the, the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt, has scoliosis. He has a moderate to severe curve, actually. Um, and then another athlete... She's an Olympic rock climber, Kyra Condi. She also has scoliosis. She's actually um, gone under a spinal fusion for her scoliosis. And she's gone on to win all of these, um, these medals for rock climbing. And she, has, she had a significant curve and she now has a spinal fusion. So Really, our bodies are capable of anything that we put our minds and determination to. Um, Dr. Beth Terranova, who is another scoliosis specialist and a scoliosis coach, she's an Olympic weightlifter and just completely rocks it um, with her weightlifting. And um, she's doing a competition, I believe, um, this upcoming year. So, really, you can do absolutely anything with scoliosis. I danced ballet for many, many years, and I know many other of my clients who have a significant curve, they've danced ballet and, and other forms of dance and have been very athletic. 
So if anyone, any provider or any person, you know, they may be well-meaning. If anybody tells you that you can never blank or um, if you have scoliosis, you can't blank, I would second guess that and confirm with yourself uh, what it is that you believe, because if somebody is telling you never or not to do certain things or to move less, that's usually a red flag. Um, our scolio bodies like to move. And um, if somebody is telling you you need to be more sedentary, if it's if it's worse for you to be getting stronger, that's probably not wise information that you're receiving. The second thing that I wish that everybody knew who has scoliosis is your scoliosis care doesn't have to look like somebody else's. And that means you don't necessarily have to do the Schroth method. You don't necessarily have to do uh, yoga for scoliosis or Pilates for scoliosis or strength training for scoliosis. It's most important that you find something that you enjoy doing to remain active. That is your priority with your scoliosis care is to find something that you enjoy, something that you can tolerate and blend that together and have that be your main focus. <clears throat> and you also have all of these options that I already listed as ways to manage your scoliosis in more of a curve specific type of exercise or treatment. So if you go and you do a few method, um, a few sessions of the Schroth method, and you found it to be, you know, really boring or just very overwhelming for you. I wouldn't recommend just tossing in the towel, throwing in the towel and saying, well, screw it. Like, that's not for me. I, I guess I can't really do anything for my scoliosis. Keep searching. There are so many other ways that you can be managing your curve. Um, there is yoga for scoliosis if you are a yogi. Um, I recommend going and, and learning about that, about how to modify some of the movements in yoga to better suit your body, to better suit your curve. The same thing goes for Pilates for scoliosis. So that is, that's what I use. I, I prefer Pilates over yoga. Um, I also like strength training, um, so I do a little bit of that with my my clients, but my main focus is Pilates uh, for scoliosis, and I find that this is a very good way to introduce people to how to be correcting for their curve, <coughs> excuse me, how to begin strengthening and positioning themselves for their curve, and then integrating that into more complicated movements. Um, so, um, another thing to consider if you are a parent of a child with scoliosis, 
and you are a rock star and you've discovered this very early on. Um, actually, this past weekend, when I was home, I was visiting with my best friend and she had called me last week and was talking about how she was seeing some signs of imbalances in her son who's only seven years old. And she's like, yeah, when you're here, I want you to take a peek at him and see what you think. So sorry, I have a little tickle in my throat. So um, I just had him stand in front of me and I noticed that, yes, his shoulders are significantly different, um, different levels. His hips are uneven height. When he bends forward, he, he's not really showing any rotation, but, you know, usually the uneven shoulders, uneven hips are some of the signs that something is, is going on uh, on a deeper level with that child. So her, she and her husband were asking what they can do kind of right now to be helping him. And my recommendation to them is help him to find an activity uh, a sport that keeps him active and engaged so that he can be the strongest that he can be, possibly be. Um, there's a study out there that shows that children who are engaged in sports compared to children who are not engaged in sports, both of them, both of these um, groups have scoliosis. It shows that the children who are involved in sports their scoliosis tends to progress much more slowly versus the people who um, aren't engaged in an activity or a sport. And that has to do with the strength that has to do with, you know, when you are sedentary and you're hanging out, you know, and in a relaxed position, your body is going to go into the position of least resistance. And that's usually your curve. So, I recommended that they find something to keep him active that he enjoys. I also recommended that they try him, um, try, have him try climbing because climbing is really a great activity for people who have scoliosis. It strengthens all the muscles that surround your back and it helps with flexibility and mobility of the hips and strength of the hips. Um, you know, having to push yourself up. A lot of people think it's like all pooling. Yes, it's a little bit of pooling, but it's a lot of leg work and leg strength that comes along with rock climbing. So those were my recommendations for that. And finally, uh, my last point is that I hope that every person who has scoliosis understands that if your scoliosis is able to get worse at any age, that means it's also able to get better at any age. It doesn't always necessarily have to go in the negative trajectory with, with considering scoliosis. There is a possibility that as you learn your corrections, as you learn more about your body, your body is constantly changing, your cells are turning over, 
I don't have the number right off the top of my head of how much cell turnover you have on a daily basis, but it's a lot. I mean, you're basically like a new person every couple of days based off of the cell regeneration that occurs in your body. So the keep keeping that in mind, that shows that no matter what age you are, you're able to uh, make positive improvements, positive changes in your curve. You're able to elite, at the very least stabilize that curve, but there's always the possibility that you can improve things and that curve can change for the better. And I just think that that's such an important thing to keep in mind because there is a tremendous amount of fear surrounding scoliosis. And if you search Google, that fear can be even more heightened. If you search YouTube, it can get heightened and even more confusing on top of just being crazy and scary. Um, And then Instagram. I like to think Instagram is a pretty positive place, but it might be because I'm catering my experience or tailoring my experience by liking and following all the dog videos and animal videos instead of you know, other news outlets and things like that. So, but I want you to to keep that in mind as you're on your journey with scoliosis, with spinal fusion, the same thing applies for you. Um, if you if you've had a spinal fusion, um, whether that is full or partial, your body still remembers that curve, and there's so many things that, as I listed earlier, that you can be doing to help retrain some of those muscles to find their center again, to find balance within the hips, within the rib cage, within the shoulders, so that um, you're more evenly loading your spine, more evenly loading your joints of your body so that your pain levels can stay lower and you can continue to do the things that you want to be doing and that you love and enjoy. So in conclusion, the three things that I wish every person with scoliosis knew are um, your body is capable of any anything and everything. Um, if you're scoliosis care isn't working for you. It doesn't have to look like somebody else's. So, you know, keep searching for something that works for you. And if your scoliosis can get worse, that means it can also get better. Keep a lookout in the coming weeks. If you're not on my mailing list, I am going to be sending out um, some information about open enrollment If you've been interested in working together on your scoliosis in one capacity or another, I'm offering a little bit of a discount um, on some of my services. So keep an eye out for that. If you're not already uh, subscribed to my mailing list, make sure you subscribe to that. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. Until next time, stay well and stay ahead of the curve. Thank you.